what it is how's it going everybody today we're going to be talking about the batman we're going to be talking about all the things including but not limited to of course you know the cat women's the penguins the batmans all of the animal themed people in batman's world of course but we're also going to be talking about the city being in the shadows all that good stuff so if you want to hear what we have to say Sit back, grab a snack, grab a beverage, and listen on in to the first ones to die. Hello, everybody. How's it going? Uh, today uh, is a special day. Um, we're in person. <laughs> the way you make it sound, though, it sounds like we're celebrating something. Or well, it's just you know we never get to actually be in person thing. most of the time because uh, Jonathan can't be with us. And as you can tell, because we're in person, Jonathan is not with us. Uh, Jonathan, in spirit. Uh, he is with us in spirit. He is embodied in this guitar that is in the middle. <laughs> I mean, it's skinny like him. <laughs> uh, he had uh, he just uh, ended up having a lot to do with his new job so he was unable to uh, watch the movie in time for this review uh, but he is uh, definitely going to be here next week um, so tune on in check him out uh, because he's not here uh, if you want to follow him follow him at Jonathan Keys on Instagram and a lot and all his other social medias if you want to see no, what you he's gotta up do to do catchphrase oh uh, Jonathan could- Keys at Twitter and anywhere you please I don't think that was it I think it's Instagram and anywhere you please. Yeah, he says one social media. I think it's you. I think you're right. It's Instagram or wherever you please. Jonathan Keys, all social media. There we go. <laughs> That's what it's down to. So, uh, yeah, big shout out to Jonathan. Hope you're doing all right out there. Um, but here present is uh, I, Jerome, and then also Alex as well. Alex, how are you doing today? I'm tired, but today was my last day at um, my current job, which, you know, is bittersweet. Moving on is always a a bittersweet, I feel, because I'm going to new places, learning new things, but I'm leaving some people behind that I really wish I didn't have to leave. And, you know, but, you know, everything, it's just time in general. But how are you doing this week? I'm doing good. Uh, Those who follow me might know I actually uh, announced this week that I got into the Milestone Initiative uh, being ran by DC Comics as well as Ally. Um, Super excited, super jazzed about it. Uh, If you want to know more, I'll put a link in the description below for this video um, for you to go check out more about the Milestone Initiative, its vision, mission, and also the other uh, classmates. But uh, I am super hyped to be a part of it. very proud of you. Also, I just realized you told me in like... Right before the movie, like, so I couldn't properly, like, give you, like, celebrate with you. <laughs> I slapped your leg really hard, though. It wasn't I, too hard. It wasn't too bad. That's my, my, my family's, me and my sister and my mom. Uh, we hit each other really hard, like, on the back or something. And we forget, like, people don't try to bruise one another in celebration. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I just thought about it. I'm like, wait, you told me in a theater where I couldn't, like, speak loudly or say anything. I had to be like, I'm proud of you. Like, that was, what the hell, man? <laughs> um, yeah, they also gave me this awesome uh, uh, sweatshirt. So, yeah. Um, but uh, it's actually fitting because it's like DC week for me. Because it's like, not only 
the milestone thing. But also, we got to see the Batman. We watched it last night, and uh, now we're going to review it tonight. Um, for those who have never tuned into one of our reviews before, how this is generally going to go is that we're going to give our general thoughts, quick five uh, to eight minutes, talking about our thoughts, what we thought about the movie, what we thought about some of the performances, stuff like that, uh, without spoilers. And then we'll just go into a full-blown spoiler section after that. Uh, and we'll tell you when that is. So uh, firstly, we'll start with the generals. Um, Alex. I do want to make it known well off the bat, I don't like Batman. You've ever heard me before, I don't like him. I've never liked Batman. I have a lot of issues with Batman, a lot of arguments about Batman. Not a fan, not at all. However, I actually did enjoy this movie a lot more than I had anticipated. And it was a little funny because I think I showed you there was a dramatic scene going on and my Apple Watch actually notified me that my heart rate started to pick up. And there's like, you've been inactive for like 25 minutes and your heart rate's picking up. Are you okay? I was like, shit, I am getting into this movie. Okay. <laughs> Damn it. Yeah, but I actually ended up enjoying it really well. Robert Patterson was surprisingly good in this. Well, he's actually not a bad actor in the things I've seen him in other than Twilight. Mm -hmm. He's actually very skilled. And I think with Batman, he got to really like show a new light where he he got to be more dramatic but in not an emotional way. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Or like, I guess it is an emotional way, but in like the dark entity kind of, kind of way. And it fit well with him. Um, I liked the cast. They were all really well. I did not. Who was it? Colin Farrell? Mm -hmm. That you told me was a penguin. I was still shocked. Even though you told me earlier, apparently I did not recall. I did not realize that was him at all. So that's a nice surprise later on, but it ended up being really good. I will say I did I wasn't aware of this. Uh I do suffer from pretty bad migraines. They've actually landed me in the hospital from time to time. So there are scenes with strobe lights. So if you're planning on watching this movie, like that's a good heads up to have because I had to miss a like a good like 10 minutes hiding behind like my hands. Yeah, of like a big fight scene and here I am just having to do this and being like you have to tell me when it's over or I'm going to like and it was like intense strobe lights because they uh, were like, well, I'm not going to say it was just a very dark scene and all of the lighting was just strobe lights. So that was like a big effect that I had to like make sure to hide away from. So that was a little irritating. Um, but like all around, this was actually a surprisingly good film. I still hate Batman, but I didn't <laughs> mind this one. So what about you? Uh, I loved it. I thought it was really, really good. Uh, I had no doubts from the directorial side, just because uh, this movie is directed by Matt Reeves, who I am a huge fan of ever since I watched his Planet of the Apes movies. He did the last two. Um, and I love those so much. I think they're really good movies. So I was like, he's doing Batman now? I'm in. Um, but even on the writing side, too, like this movie is really well written. Um, I loved all the cast. I think Robert Pattinson is uh, fantastic as Batman. Um, Zoe Kravitz is now my favorite version of Catwoman that we've had on screen so far. Um, I really like, and I really like how much they dive into 
the lore of Batman. They say they do some stuff where I'm like, they're doing that in this movie. Yeah. And it's mostly, and I mean, if you're an avid Batman fan, a lot of it is stuff where you're like, oh, well, they're pulling from this book and they're pulling from that book and whatever. Yeah, there was a couple times where I was like, is this. Is this in the comics? And you're like, yeah. I'm like, okay. Feels like it has a comic book vibe, but you never know when it comes <laughs> to like the movies because they change them up so much. But I was like, all right, this kind of feels like it's a canon. So I was like, let me ask. Yeah. So it's, it's, I thought that was really cool. And also, um, thank you, Matt Reeves, for being the first Batman director to realize, you know, maybe we could do a movie with no Joker in it as the main villain. Like I am, so, I am so glad that Riddler is the main villain of this story. I love Riddler; he's one of my favorite Batman villains, if not my favorite Batman villain. And uh, so I'm glad we finally get a Riddler movie, even though he's not traditional Riddler. You know, he doesn't have the green bowler hat and like pimp cane with yeah, the question marks but he's, everywhere. He's more realistic Riddler. Yeah, he's more the Riddler of like a deranged guy with under 500 friends or followers. That's with, the real threat. With an ingenious IQ. I think that's the biggest thing, too, is that he's, like, wicked smart. Um, and might even be on the spectrum, to be quite honest, with the oh, way they wrote him. Is. Like, he... he uh, so, it's it's very interesting, uh, the way they do Riddler in this movie. And Paul Dano does an amazing job playing him as well. So, overall, I really like this movie a lot. Um, if I have one criticism, it might... It's mainly just the fact of, like... of. Pattinson does a great job playing Batman and he's Batman for like 80% of this film. But when he has to be Bruce Wayne, I don't think he ever stops being Batman. He's just Batman without the suit. He's just kind of brooding all the time. And I'm sure that was the, the goal of the movie was for him to be very reclusive and not very personable. But I think that's the way Bruce Wayne is in the, in, you know, the dichotomy between Batman, the idea is that Bruce, no one thinks Bruce Wayne is Batman because when he's in the public, he's this eccentric billionaire who's like swaggy and like has a bunch of girls around and is kind of like I, playful. I think that's so why he I, can't be Batman. I, just, I did like this Batman more because they all felt more realistic because he, I think it was, I don't, I don't want to say what I'm about to say. Cause I don't know if I saw it in the trailer or if it was directly in the movie. But, like, if you think about it, Batman is up every single night fighting crime, getting the shit kicked out of him sometimes. And then he's supposed to go in the morning to, like, some meeting at the office and be like, okay. Like, I go to, I try to go to bed at, like, eight at night and I wake up and I'm, like, looking like shit. I got bags in my eyes because I had sugar too close to going to sleep and I'm dragging my ass to work. You can't tell me that, like... The 35-year-old, close to 40-year-old, you know, Bruce Wayne is okay doing all this, getting his head kicked in sometimes, and then being like, yeah, I'm going to go have omelets with, like, the board of directors. Like, no, dude is probably dragging. So, this um, felt like, I think why I enjoyed it is because this felt realistic. I also did like that he's a young, uh, he's a younger Batman, too. He's only been doing it two years, so he's, he's inexperienced. Yeah. Um, he's not, like, the pristine batman who like knows every martial art and is like so much of a detective he's damn near psychic like, well, like, like, like christian bale's <laughs> like batman he went to like that training and all that stuff he came back and it was just like oh 
Yeah, I guess so. But then, it, yeah, it lacked the imperfections of it. He was just Batman. But this one, I also liked the Batman was also leaner. He wasn't a heavy muscular. Yeah. Which felt more, again, realistic because of the fighting style and having to swiftly move. I don't know if you've seen a very muscular man. They can't move very fast. Which, funny enough, that was a big uh, point of contention for a while when they were making the movie is that Robert Pattinson said he refused to work out for this movie in the sense of meaning you know most people especially now both marvel and dc do this when they hire people to do their movies they ask for them to bulk up and robert pattinson was like i'm not doing that well think about like chris pratt yeah star lord his whole appearance changed the thing about chris pratt though is he made that choice on his own he decided to do that before they even asked him but then you look at someone like a paul rudd and a kamal nanjiani where it's like they don't. They didn't. They didn't have to bulk up, but yeah. you made them bulk up anyway <laughs> to, no, to yeah. be these and superheroes. So this felt like more realistic because he's also not eating right. You can't bulk up like that in in reality if you're not eating heavy food. Mm-hmm. Because I think the one thing I saw him eat during the entire movie is a blueberry, <laughs> and he had a orange juice, and that was it. I never saw that man drink water once. Which that fits actually with Batman's thing because uh, you never see Batman eat. Alpha prepares food and Batman never eats it because he's too busy yeah, being but that's Batman. Like, that's like a movie and a TV show. Like kids run down the stairs. The parents have perfect, per, per, perfected like a luxury breakfast with pancakes and eggs and everything. The kid grabs a piece of toast. Batman's kind of childish. But like that's I think this is why I enjoyed this. It's realistic. I was like, yeah, he could be Batman. And like even his suit I thought looked better because it wasn't like it didn't look like it was carrying a lot of heavy stuff. Like, it looked like something he could swiftly move in. Yeah. So, I did appreciate it that. It was body armor, but it, it had the proper, like, uh, joint dislocations for him to, like, yeah. move. Well, it kind of reminded me, because people think, like, a, a knight suit, like, from medieval times is, like, stiff and things, but it's actually very flexible. That's kind of what it reminded me of. It Like, it's very protective, it's close to the body, and it's it seems flexible. Mm-hmm. And it protected the main parts. Yeah, no, I thought the suit looked better. It didn't have so much, you know, like, oh, you can tell it's bulletproof because it has all these, like, designs that the netting and all that stuff. And, like, it was just, like, simple black. It looked like armor. It was looked good. So, uh, overall, those are our general thoughts. We're going to go into spoilers now. So, if you haven't, I'm going to say this again because this movie is very popular. If you have not seen the Batman we are going to spoil the whole movie, or at least the majority of the parts we remember, which is going to be big stuff. So turn off now. Well, and, you know, go watch the Batman, then come back. You know, don't, 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 don't forget about us. Come back. Watch this. <laughs> or if you just want to hear spoilers, go for it, too. Yeah. Like, sometimes I like reading spoilers. That's true. Like, so there's I'll, some things that I'm like, I am not going to ever watch this movie. Just go ahead and spoil it. I don't like, care. I'll get bored halfway through a movie and be like, I'm just going to, okay, this is how it ends. I'm good. Actually, I just did that last night. Somebody recommended a movie to me when on Wikipedia read the whole thing. Mm-hmm. So I was like, good. I'm good. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, but if you do want to follow us, uh, I feel like this is a great interjection time to just be like, if you do want to follow us, find out more about the stuff we're doing, uh, stuff like that, or just see extra content. First of all, if you're watching the YouTube video, check out the YouTube channel. We got all types of stuff going on, um, vlogs, gaming videos, 
extra content, mini like mini reviews and book reviews, all that stuff. You can find all that on the YouTube channel at the first ones to die. If you're listening to this on the audio version, uh, which for those who want to find those, it's on all streaming platforms where podcasts can be found. So Spotify, Apple Music, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast. Um, or I meant to say Amazon Music. Uh, but if you uh, are listening to the audio version, head on over to YouTube to see filmed versions of all of our podcasts, as well as that extra content I previously mentioned. And then follow us on all of our social medias to get updates on what we're doing, what we're up to, all that stuff. Uh, and that's at the first ones to die on everywhere. So, Batman. <laughs> you, I know you say you don't like you. Don't, you don't, don't like you never liked Batman. I never liked Batman. What has been your issues with Batman? Let's let's establish things. that right now before we get into why you like this Batman compared to other Batman. He just fights people. Like, yeah, and he takes them to jail. Great, the Arkham Asylum that's literally been known to be so corrupt. He's aware of the police corruption too. But yeah, let me keep handing these hardened criminals over and how they keep escaping because this works well. This is great. Just keep putting them in there. I'll keep chasing them. Um, he has also, to believe in the system. Then fix the system. You have that's that money. That's what got Commissioner Gordon for. Commissioner Gordon is trying to keep it the system so clean. the poor man who's working like 24 hours a day having to defend <laughs> you all the time. Hey, you also need to fix the entire police system here because you're like the only good one. I'm going to go hang out in my little bat cave. To be fair, he, there are other good ones. They just haven't shown up yet. Like Harvey Bullock, Renee Montoya. Other cops who aren't named in the comics, except for those two. But there's other good cops in Gotham. Great, the five of them. <laughs> they can fix the entire system. When they know, when this movie shows that it goes all the way to the mayor. Great. Could at least like use, and then he's just like, he's so like dramatic about everything. I watched my family die. So did all the other superheroes. You're fine. That's not true. Superman didn't see his parents die. He found out about it through an email, basically. Dude, like his whole planet blew. He has more reason to be annoyed. <laughs> and like, yeah, it's just he's unnecessary. He's actually unnecessary. And some of the villains that are created because of him. Technically only one. That's Joker. Oh, the mo the worst one. That everybody keeps using and they're like, oh, he's just there to, dis to cause destruction. First of all, I've always had an issue with Joker's... I do like the relationship. Pinging for destruction because I'm just like, does the death penalty not exist? Because at some point, the insanity plea for Joker has to stop. That's like, what I'm saying. You know what Clearly, I mean? like, that's what it is. It's just like, like, no, you are very aware of what you're doing. You're getting the chair. <laughs> like, he's literally it's, like, we're done. Medication. <laughs> I'm a medication keeps me from becoming the Joker. Um, that's enough, what I'm there is a story, and I have it in my little library there, of uh, the Joker taking medication and becoming sane. Yeah, it's called antipsychotics. <laughs> they work wonders. Pop a pill. It's okay. Medication's okay, children, when prescribed by a doctor and you feel comfortable <laughs> taking it. But that's not the point. Well, clearly he needs to take it. Um, I mean, right off the bat, I was already making jokes. Like the first scene, the first opening. Now, funny he enough, is the shadow. That line was funny. I mean, I know it's like so Batman, and I'm sure a lot of comic book fans were like, "Oh shoot, that's like a Batman line." But I'm like, I'm sorry, it's cheesy. <laughs> it's cheesy <laughs> to say like, he's like, like, like they think I'm hiding in the shadows. I am the shadows. It's just like, 
I think I like <laughs> snorted or laughed or something. You just started laughing because I was like, I'm sorry. It's like, all right, calm down, man. Listen to your Avenged Sevenfold somewhere else, okay? <laughs> Seriously, it was just like, I'm, like I think I kept saying that every time he said, I am vengeance. I'm like, you're the shadow too. Now, the I am vengeance line I do like, although I did think it was weird that everyone calls him vengeance. I'm like, he's Batman. Just call him Batman. Everyone, and I, I always thought it was people making fun of him, but then it, after... They just kept saying that. I'm like, do they think that's his name for real? No, they call him Batman. I mean, it's just that. like, Or they call him the Bat. Penguin calls him Vengeance at one point, like mockingly. Catwoman consistently calls him, hey, Vengeance, like throughout the movie. Well, like everybody, like. Very few people call him Batman. Why do they call him Vengeance if they don't know that his family was murdered? Vengeance for what? No, he said he always says, I am vengeance. For what? In the sense that he is the vengeance for those who are the victims in Gotham of the criminal element, which is Wouldn't a lot. Wouldn't that still in be Gotham. justice? Because you're prosecuting the back. It's I not actually his, vengeance. Well, I think in his mind, it's, it is justice, but it's also vengeance because, like, justice would be. Arrest, just letting them get arrested and then they go into the system. Oh, so being the shit out of them? beating the shit out of them until, like, so they are so crippled that they never even want to think about doing a crime because they know what that's going to lead to. Well, clearly it does not work. <laughs> clearly the, being vengeance is not a good thing. Well, it that's does the not lesson at the end of the movie. When mm-hmm. he says, I, I can't be a vengeful protector. Fear isn't enough. I need to be a hopeful. I need to be a beacon of hope for the people of Gotham, not just vengeance with this is another fists. thing every superhero I need to be a beacon of hope for the people I mean it's true this is- and in Batman's case it is entirely true because I mean they can't trust the cops <laughs> they, can only- they also do it <laughs> they can pretty much only trust Batman <laughs> to take care of things great so the man in armored tights I have to put my faith in wonderful That's and, a- and now you see the debate that is in a lot of Batman comics or he could just help reform the city with actual real programs. Listen, he doesn't want to do that. All right. No, he wants to brood in his little castle. And plus, by the way, I will can't, say he can't Wayne trust Manor. Them. I will say Wayne Manor. That was a nice house. I will give to the good core. Good, nice. That was a beautifully done. Like I would live in that. That's a straight up like castle. But he can't. He can't trust them because if he gives out money, he's either going to get him killed by somebody who's corrupt. Or if it doesn't get him killed, the corrupt will find a way to loop the money around to make it work better and benefit their ends. Like they did in this movie with his dad's money after his parents died. Yeah, but his dad was weak and went to Falcone. He doesn't have to go to Falcone. He doesn't have to go to Penguin. He doesn't have to go to anybody. But it would happen regardless of if he did anything or not. Then he's weak. No, he's a person. He has the money to go to had access and power... If there's so like, but you're not a criminal mastermind. If someone wanted to like go underneath you or behind you to get your money and use it for their own criminal ends, that doesn't make you weak if you got bamboozled. Everybody gets tricked from time to time. If you do know, if you've already known who these people are, you know the faces of all the major criminals, how they work, and you know how your dad died because of them. And you can't even tell which mob boss actually directly killed your father and mother. Yeah, you can well, find a way to work it out. I do like that they keep it vague here because even Alfred's like, he's like, he thinks it might be Falcone, but he doesn't know that. That's why he's like, 
I don't know. Or it could be some street. Your phone thug. was like, I can't tell if it's the other guy or not. Yes yeah. Or no. I like that they keep it vague though, because I've always liked that. I've never liked, I mean, in the comics, there is an answer. And, what, who's it? Uh, Joe Chill, who was just a random hood. Just Does trying it? to rob the, the Waynes. Yeah. But um, I've liked when it's just vague. It's just nobody. It's just like, no, this is Gotham. This type of stuff happens. It's not, you're not special because they're the Waynes. It's, it's clearly a, he is. But, and, but I like that being vague because that's what makes Batman necessary. That it's like nobody's untouchable. Even the richest family in Gotham will, can still suffer from the criminal element in the city and it needs to change. Thus, so Batman. he gets all armored up to go fight thugs on the street and then is like, oh, we can't go ahead and beat the shit out of Falcone or something. That's crossing a line. Well, the problem with beating up Falcone is that, like, it that's an organization. Thugs are just people who just, like, decided that day they were going to buy a gun and go rob somebody. Falcone, it's like, even so, if you uh, wait, stop no, Falcone, you've got to stop another person. A man who, who has organized person. and, like, plans every evil detail... Not talking about a guy who may be short on cash or needs to do what he needs to do to steal, which I I think sometimes that happens. You got to do what you got to do. I am okay, understanding that. Not so like, let's go beat the shit out of him. Maybe not kill somebody, though. <laughs> like. And also, it's, you know. That man just has no fucking chill. And also. You got to calm down. You got to remember, Gotham. He needs, he needs Prozac. Gotham That's is, what he needs. Is a, is a city filled with crime 24-7, 365. Okay? That man needs a Wellbutrin. There's more criminals than there are just civilians at this point. <laughs> he needs Wellbutrin, people. It's just, it's just like It's just like John Wick. You know, in the John Wick movies. Do not bring John Wick into this. You leave there John Wick so alone. There are so many assassins in John Wick. Don't talk, there's no don't way there's a populace John of Wick just normal Keanu people. Reeves anywhere into this. You leave them alone. <laughs> so, you know, in Gotham, there's more criminals than there are people. So Batman's like, nah, we got to balance these scales a little bit. This ain't going to work. <laughs> Clearly, it's not working at all. He's not balancing anything. <laughs> but um, going into this movie, uh, I really enjoyed um, all of the... Uh, lore drops in this also shout the, hey mortal Kombat, come here real quick come here this is how you use your lore to tell a good story God. you don't just ignore it and throw it away because you don't know how to use it this is how you use it okay let that be known the, the, you have to let that go because i i love that like they're they reach it for so many things they mention uh the carmine falcone thing with selena which was awesome uh, I love that they mention uh, Batman Hush is referenced in here with uh, Elliot, um, the reporter that they say died. Um, I'm going to just stare at you like I know what you're talking about. Um, I, yeah, I know. So you, just, okay, I know you but, don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I, I will look in your general direction, but if my eyes start to cross, I'm just, you got to like snap your fingers or something. Uh, yeah, it's like they reference Batman Hush. They reference Batman Earth 1 with the Waynes and the Arkhams being a thing of like uh, Batman's mother being an Arkham and uh, his dad being a Wayne. So I love that they reference all of those things and use them very well in this movie, especially the Arkham thing, because the, I think that's the coolest part of Earth One. If uh, Batman Earth One is uh, them trying to retell Batman again, but in a modern era. And uh, with the idea being that Batman is just starting out, like he's fresh. And so he is very bad at it. And I'm very certain a lot of stuff from Batman Earth One is inspires this movie. 
because also in Batman Earth 1, Alfred trains Batman. He doesn't go to the mountains to become a ninja. Uh, Alfred just used to be military and he becomes Thomas Wayne's security detail for a while when he's alive. And when he dies, he takes it upon himself to try and teach Bruce. But he's like, all I can do is teach you how to fight. But I'm not like, I don't know how to be a dad. Like, that's not what I do. I'm a soldier. And uh, I like they reference uh, that. The whole family's melodramatic. I, I love that they reference that even in this in this movie with Alfred being like, like I didn't know how to be how to raise a kid. All I could do is teach you how to fight. Like he knows how to raise a kid. My parents didn't know how to raise a kid either. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you know how me. you know how some hardened people they're just like I I can't be a dad. I'm I'm too damaged. <laughs> like that's that's Alfred. Um, Again, my parents did it. I love you, mom, and I do respect you. Thank you for everything you did. But the point is but, that, like, you know, they're so melodramatic. That's another thing is, oh, I'm damaged. Fuck yeah. Every comic book is melodrama, though. It's just so much, though. <laughs> like, I feel like it's overplayed with Batman. And, like, but I did enjoy this one, I think, because you're it felt more realistic and knowing... Because when they show a lot of the Batman movies or the ones I've seen is that he is starting out, but they kind of do jump scenes where like, oh, here's him training. Here's him developing this. Suddenly he's Batman and he's like all like ready to be Batman. This is like him still getting his legs. Like there was a scene where he was escaping uh, the cops and he was gliding in his squirrel suit. I and thought that was cool though that the cape it, turns into a glider. I which that makes was cool. it justifiable to have a cape. It's justified. <laughs> I will give him that. I was ragging on the cape for a long time. Because like he trips on it or like it got caught somewhere for so like a military. Like they pulled it at the yeah. end. They like pull him by it and I was like, the cape was a bad idea for this mission. <laughs> well, I, think, I think the cops even did that when he was in the little when they was a cape. They like yanked at his cape a little bit. I'm like, it's like when you yank on a cat's tail. It's like, don't do that. Don't touch my cape. Um but anyway, he's in his like squirrel suit and he's like gliding and then he tries to get onto a bus on top of the roof bus, you know, to just kind of ride it under the bridge. But instead, he miscalculates, hits the bridge, hits the bus and kind of does a drop and roll. And it does show that, like, he got hurt, you know, and Which then it was I a little seen that scene and being like, Jesus, man, like, yeah. do, do you have a concussion or something? How Which are you is walking why I'm right like, now? OK, this is a more realistic Bruce Wayne where he's secluded because look at the damage he just took, like. You can't look at me and tell me he's going to go be a playboy the next day. He, like, almost... He had to wobble home. And, of course, he lives, like, on a fucking hill, too. That poor man has to wobble up hills or something. <laughs> and, like, he has, like, mountains of staircases, too. Like, no, poor man just got a concussion. I love how down-to-earth it is. Uh, speaking of, like, how new he is to it i love how down to earth he is that he has the suit just like in a backpack yeah and he drives around as bruce wayne i mean technically not really as bruce wayne because he tells the eye makeup but as bruce wayne in that he has civilian clothes on with like a hell a motorcycle helmet or a hat or something well it, it, the makeup wasn't even that heavy when he was just kind of driving around as like the, a watcher he was like yeah. kind of a watcher he wasn't even wearing that heavy of a makeup it was just like enough and he had a mask up to his face and a, just a, what is it with superheroes or like superhero movies and the baseball cap? What's Because, you know, we, and actually it has been proven if you're walking in a crowd with a baseball cap, people do check out and not like see you if you put your head down and your cap's kind of covering your see, face. See, if I see that, I think you're suspicious. 
Most people would, but you'd be surprised. A lot of people, they miss people because they're so used to seeing people's faces. So you're the you know human brain is predisposed I, to I look would... for faces. If you don't see faces, sometimes, most of the time, uh, most I'm people, you'll like, and yeah, and you know. See, if you make eye contact with me, I will immediately look away. That's how you get me. If you look <laughs> me in the eye, I'm like, oh, hell no. Um, but like, that would make sense for Gotham because nobody had any social awareness or like survival instinct in this movie there's a scene where a guy with a bomb strapped to him comes out of a car and like nobody runs away the cops even yell there's a bomb and what do they do and bend down until somebody finally goes like scatter then they run well the cops are like get everybody out of here and then they're like all right time to leave and then instead of like (laughs) the instead of being controlled of the situation be like all right everybody out or like let's start moving they're like Get everybody out. And people start trampling each other getting out. So, like, that wasn't good organization either. And then it was like, oh, there was another scene where I was like, why would you just hang around for the, what? Like, what's going on? Why Why are you just staying there? You should have left. <laughs> oh, there is a guy who gets beaten up at the beginning of the film where he is the shadow. Um, just never going to let that no, go. No, that's when he's like, I am vengeance. <laughs> no, he, he, they think I'm the shadow. Or they think I'm in the shadows. I am the shadows. And he comes out of the shadows to beat up those uh, guys at the very beginning. Yeah. And the guy who was originally about to get beat or jumped by the group is just hanging out. Yeah, he's just sitting there. He's literally <laughs> I just, been gone. He's sitting on the ground <laughs> watching everything. And it's like, leave. I would have been out. You, the moment somebody came to like jump the other guy, I would have run. I'm like, all right. Bat- but I, funny enough, Batman's also Batman's costume is so like self-explanatory even if you wanted to come up with something to call him you would literally just be like all right batman over there has got it covered i (laughs) wanted to flick his ears the entire time i watched the movie when he was like walking around the like crime scene i was like i if i was like somebody in that scene i would have just gone he has very thin ears uh, I was surprised at how thin they were. Because uh, uh, they're and and I think it's just because they're so short. They're not like the long protruding ears. Yeah, because you don't need the long protruding ears. You I don't. Mean. You don't. But it's just one of those things where I was like, this is a Batman suit where you can tell it's like it could be like proto. It looks Batman like it suit. would fit in a backpack. It looks like a reasonable suit that you could hide somewhere nearby compared to like all the other ones, except for like you know the Adam West one. Yeah, that, that one's just, just all fabric. That one's just fabric. <laughs> also, and I brought this up in the uh, when I was talking to you because it was something I saw on Supergirl uh, when they had uh, Superman on there, who's played by oh I forget his name Tyler something. Anyway, he you know gets shot at as Superman, and then once the bullets don't work, the criminal tries to punch him, and he's like, "I never understood that. Why, if the bullets don't work, you think hitting me is going to?" And that's all I thought about every time they shot a Batman. They show constantly that he is wearing a bulletproof suit repeatedly. And then then they try to hit him where he's armored. And then like when the penguin shot at his car, I'm sorry, the man is wearing a bulletproof suit, but you don't think his car that is like revved up with fire coming out the back is bulletproof. He forgot the bulletproof windows, the flaw design in the Batmobile. That was it. Tinted windows, leather seats, cup, you know, cup holders, you know, that weird engine with the flame at the back. It's made sure to look a little bit like a bat with the end of it. But hey, 
let's forget the bulletproof windows, it might make the car a little heavy. <laughs> like, everybody wasted so many bullets in this film, and nobody actually got shot except for, I think, Falcone. That's because Batman knows that the criminal element in Gotham are idiots. <laughs> Otherwise, they wouldn't be criminals. And yet, he can't take any of them down properly. Yes, he has. This is the only, and besides, it's only year two, all right? He, only, he hasn't been operating very long. I'm just talking about Batman in general. Clearly, the cr- criminals are not that smart. I mean, this man is literally coming at you with like all these gizmos and gadgets. But yes, that one gun from like your your you know your personal thing where it's a gold gun that's gonna kill him. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, what do you think of Zoe Kravitz as Catwoman? I liked her a lot. She moved like Catwoman. She did. She did. she was very. She had a, had a sway to her. She had a, like the way she walked. I mean, she had a sway to her that kind of was it, more cat like. It reminded me a little bit of Eartha Kitt. Yeah, that she had yeah. the steps like Eartha Kitt, but when she was fighting Batman, there was a cat mouse style going on with it. It was very fluid and fast, but it was always start with the legs. Yeah, I thought that was a little weird. Why was she kicking so much? She just, like, immediately starts kicking. I think that was her style of combat they chose for her, like, as far as the stunt training. Um, I don't know what it is, so don't quote me on that. Um, but it's it seemed like a very particular way of fighting compared to I, Batman, who's more like a bruiser in this movie, where he just, like... But would, she, would was, she was able to elude him quite well when they were fighting. Mm-hmm. He didn't get any hits. She got a couple hits. Well, he blocked a lot of her hits, and he was never trying to hit her. I think he was just trying to defend. He, She also could have just, like, probably catted away out of there. Because she had very fluid motions. He was very stiff. Um, But I understand why they needed that fight scene. They needed, you know, have a moment together, blah, blah, blah. I need to trust you. Yes, I like, but, like that it's a one-sided romance, though. Because most of the time with Batman and Catwoman, you know, there's always, like, the... The, the love interest in, in the Batman comics. If anything, she's at least the most consistent love interest that he's ever had. They end up marrying. Uh, the most no, they don't. He proposes. And I only know that because that was a big issue with all of the Batman fans is that they set up this long, drawn out proposal. She gets a dress and everything. He's got the suit and everything. Does Batman marry Catwoman or is it Bruce Wayne marrying Selina? No, it's technically Batman marrying Selina. But at that point, they know each other's secret identities. Well, yeah, I meant like, but, are they doing like a pub? Were, were they planning a public marriage? Oh, yeah, it was going to be like a kind of a public wedding because it's public knowledge that Selina Kyle's Catwoman is just not public public knowledge that Bruce is Batman. Right. So it's going to so like she was going to show up in kind of like a cat ish black wedding dress. He was going to show up at a tux as just Bruce Wayne. But so everybody would know he's Bruce Wayne. Yeah. But uh, it was all planned out. And then they literally she stands. I think either she stands him up at the altar. I think. Yeah, I think it's Catwoman stands up at the altar. And uh, I forget the reasoning for why they don't get married. But everyone was pissed. Because <laughs> they were like, "Are you kidding me? All this setup, and you just go, you just go walk away <laughs> like well, that." Batman can't be happy. He needs to broad. <laughs> How else can a bat be in the dark? Uh, I didn't care either way because I wasn't reading Tom King's Batman at the time, anyway. But. Um... I don't know how much of that I can actually say because I now technically am working with DC. <laughs> yeah, you let out a lot, man. Uh, I still think it was a good story after I read it behind the scenes. But, like, but uh, public reception was not very good about it. Um, but that being said, um, 
I like that this in this movie though is very much like Catwoman is clearly into Batman, and Batman might like her in that way, but he's kind of socially awkward. Socially awkward. He doesn't know how to interact with yeah, her. Yeah, which again gave another real feel because he's just like I don't know what to do. I spend all my time in a mansion with an old man. Because even at the end, when like there, uh, she's saying goodbye. Like you can tell he wants to kiss her. And he tries to lean in, but he doesn't know how to. So he kind of just gets close. And then he's like, I, I, I don't know how to do that. Like, I, I, I punch criminals. Okay. That I know. I, I don't know how to do this <laughs> between me and you. I don't, I'm not used to that. I'm uncomfortable right now. <laughs> I, he, he's just, I, again, I like this Batman because he is more realistic. Of course, like, you know, even in the Bruce Wayne, not the comics, but like the other Bruce Wayne's, he's supposed to be shutting out. Yeah, he's a Playboy billionaire, but he actually never sleeps with anybody. He can, he never actually does that, real, mm-hmm. or in, at least I haven't read the comics. I don't know if he's like a whore whoring around in the comics or whatever. In the comics, it's like he he has a few love interests, but uh, as far as no, like, but does he sleep? as far as like flings? Not yeah. really. He's not Dude, really. That's a, not really. He's a not really a Playboy a, then. He well, it's the rumors. That's the that's the facade in the public. Right, is so, that people think he's a playboy who's irresponsible and could and it's to help subvert the idea that he's Batman because it's like Batman is brooding, dark, mean, like do you think aggressive. he pays women to tell say that he, they slept with him? I don't know if he pays them to say he slept with them, but he definitely like will or him or Alfred will like find women to just like kind of be around at parties and stuff. And then after the night ends, he's like, all right, cool. You can go home. Like, Isn't I'm cool. Isn't that kind of prostitution? I don't, I don't know if they're prostitutes. It feels I like think a little escorty to it's me. It's probably like models or whatever. It's like, oh, I get to hang out with Bruce Wayne? Cool. And like, the models wouldn't be like, yeah, it was really weird. Like, the old man came to pick me up. The guy didn't, like, really talk to me. And then we went to the party and he was, like, holding on to me a lot. And then we walked out and he's just like, okay, later. Like, See, that's not I'm weird just... because literally celebrities do that. Like, yeah, and it comes out that they do that. Like, it's like, um, no, it's like they have to sign a thing and everything. It's like a serious thing. Like, for example, uh, there was this girl who told a story about how she uh, once uh, went to a Chris Brown party. But the way she went to the party is that she found out from, like, some person, they, her and a bunch of other girls met at a place, got in a yeah, van that drove them to Chris Brown's place. Then they hung out in a mansion for a while until some other guy who I guess was part of Chris Brown's like entourage or whatever came and said, hey, Chris Brown would like to meet you and then brought her over. And then she had to leave home by herself. So it's like, okay, that type of stuff happens with celebrities. That's how you get murdered. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh my God. You know what I mean? So it's like, that type of stuff so, does I'm happen. So I'm sorry. So... In Gotham, that is known to have like heavy criminal activity. That's known to all have all this bad stuff. You're just trusting this man to come up to you and be like, "Hey, yeah, Bruce Wayne wants you to have like a date with him that night," and like the people are like, "Yeah, that's okay. I see nothing wrong with that at all." That's how you get murdered. You're look, not going to look at me and tell me a billionaire. We're talking cool about an element of the comics that is not focused on because it's not I'm important. I'm saying in general, <laughs> this is why I don't like Batman. It's not important. All right, Batman is cool. Ow. Batman's cool. <laughs> I, re- I retain Batman that. has predatory behavior, apparently. I retain that. Batman is a cool dude. I will not let you besmirch his, his methods. Batman's going to come pick you up in a white identity. van. That's what Batman's going to do. I did not say that, all right? I just said it happens in real oh, life. Oh, no, I'm sorry. You're right. Batman's, Batman's probably Batman's going to send the old man 
Alfred, to come and pick you up in a man. Alfred is a gentleman and a scholar, okay? You are not going to besmirch. You can besmirch Batman all like you want. I like Alfred. Alfred's a good man. I like Alfred. Alfred Pennyworth is a like nice Fred. guy. No, he is a very... I like Alfred. He's always got the really dry humor. And even in this, he's just like, ha, ah, shut up. Like, you can tell he just wants to be like, shut up. Just shut up for like five minutes, you brooding teenager. I have to pay your bills. That was funny when he's like, them. you're not my dad, Alfred. Mm. <laughs> I'm just like, I think, dude, like, you gotta get it together, You're not Bruce. my father. <laughs> oh my god. You can't say that type of thing when you're wearing eyeliner and your hair's in your face, man. I'm just wearing I'm just gonna... like, some fees, dad. <laughs> this is me. Oh my god. There's a lot of the and like I thought like their re, their interaction with each other was very sweet and you can tell like Alfred's kind of done with this bullshit. He's like, "Yeah, yeah, I'm not your father. I never said I was. Calm down." Um I did call Batman a dick when he offered when Alfred offered his cufflinks to him. He's like, "Oh, your father gave them to me." I'm like, "You dixie." His father cared. Your father, the man you keep trying to be hold at such high regard. It was funny too when he came to the hospital and Alfred's like smiles when he sees Bruce. He's like, Bruce, I you're th- okay. And then he's just like, You lied to me. It's like, oh my God, dude. This man just survived a bomb. Next time one of my family members are in the hospital, I'm just gonna sit there and say when they wake up, you lied to me. About what? I don't know. Like, how you doing? I just want to see your reaction. <laughs> I want to see what comes up. And honestly, in my family, there might be something. Um, I thought the most awkward scene of that was when Alfred holds out his hand to be held. I like that. I like that we get to see a Batman who's not afraid of sentimentality. Why do you have to touch to be sentimental? I don't want people. And to touch also me. because don't touch me. It's very con- it's very uncommon, and I'm I, I'm glad I'm seeing this in more movies. It's very uncommon to see men get to be sentimental without it being an implication of, oh, they're gay or whatever. There's a lot of scenes like that, especially when they do like that, like handshake thing where they grab the wrists or like they do the back smack and then you have the moments where they was hooked. That's like trying to be like, you know, sentimental, but still manly. We're men. Mm, You know, grab like hard handshake. This is like a soft moment that like is very vulnerable and very just honest and like hey i don't care if like people are watching like we're gonna be father and son right now like this is a very real vulnerable moment between the two between two men and it is very good to see more movies do that especially with batman who is normally the character who is like no emotion whatsoever he is all emotion (laughs) that man is nothing but emotion He's, or he's rather not has, no emotion. He has so many feelings all the time. Or rather not no emotion, but rather he's very serious often. And so this is, it was nice to see a Batman who's like able to let the walls down a little bit in a movie and just be, just let his guard down and be very uh, vulnerable. Well, I just, I think I mentioned to you earlier, like between my mom and my sister, like the way we show affection to each other is we hit each other. Really, Not purposely, we don't like punch each other. But, like, my mom will, like, slap you on the back. And this woman is, like, six, going to be 61. Like, this tall now, she shrunk a lot. And, like, skinny now. And, like, she can whack you on the back so hard. You're like, what did I do? She's like, oh, no, I was trying to come for you. I'm like, why are you slapping me then? <laughs> so, like, that's my form of affection. I thought the, like, extended, that's awkward to me. But I guess that is a fair statement to make when, yeah, you're right. In most movies, that's... The manly thing is to do like the bro hug, the arm hold, or like the slap on the back. Um, 
I didn't really grow up with that affection where you're like, just give me your hand to hold. I don't, don't touch me. I've said that a lot during this <laughs> podcast. I've made it very clear. Don't touch me. Um, and another, and another thing I noticed in that scene, and I mentioned it to you in the movie, why is everything have roof access? Why are there so many fucking windows? Skylights. Everything. Like, you're right. The man just almost got assassinated or blown up by a bomb. Like, you know, Bruce Wayne's like vulnerable right now. So you put the butler who took a bomb for him, basically, in a room with a wall window. Like, there's not going to be another assassination attempt. And a skylight. Like, nothing. It wasn't you know even I mean? a skylight. It was, like, literally well, low. It, it, it like, no, crested over. I thought it was just, like, there's the window, then By the wall, way, and then skylight on the roof. The hospital looked dingy and dim-lighted. Well, that's because... Bruce Wayne could have donated to the hospital. It, that could have helped a little it's bit. It's because it's Gotham. Everything has to be dark. <laughs> no money to the hospital. <laughs> Uh, Except for the club where I almost triggered a migraine and knocks me in the hospital. Well, those are strobe lights. That's different. That's a, like, it was so, <laughs> like, all of a sudden it was like, oh, shit, I can't look. And, like, all I can hear is fighting. I'm like, oh, I'm missing stuff. And, like, it was, I, I also said this, um, the twins that were guarding it are from Teen Wolf. Yeah. And it's werewolves. I got excited because I knew the reference. And I thought it was hilarious, and I was, like, trying to explain to you. And I'm like, this is so much funnier to me. I caught it. Yeah, yeah. I, I know you caught it, but it was, like, so much funnier in the moment when I saw them. I'm like, wolves, Patterson's a vampire. I'm like, oh, my God, it's vampires. Funny enough, werewolves again. they're called the twins, but I wonder if they're a reference to Tweedledee and Tweedledum, who are two Batman villains. They were called the twins in Teen Wolf 2. I think it's just a common thing when you have twins to call twins. I get the Tweedledee, Tweedledee, dumb thing. Yeah. But I think when you just have twins, you're just like, it's the twins. Because they also all have like nicknames. Well, like I just penguin. thought of that because in like the, the most notorious twins in uh, who are criminals and often are just like, like, uh, like criminal, like thugs for uh, mob bosses in Gotham are often Tweedledee and Tweedledum. And so I was like, maybe they're Tweedledee and Tweedledum. I don't know. Um, although, uh, th speaking of the criminals in Gotham, I loved Colin Farrell as the Penguin. I yeah. thought he was really good. Uh, or as Oz, as they call him, which I think was also cool. I'm like, Oswald Cobblepot. They call him Cobblepot. Oz. That's great. Um, he's apparently supposed to be getting a spinoff, kind of like how Peacemaker got a spinoff for Suicide Squad. The I Penguin's going to get a like spinoff. Because he felt... I, I will also say the mob bosses felt more realistic in this one too, because they were fucking ridiculous. They weren't <laughs> face stone or like cold, like cold, you know, they weren't like, yes, I am, you know, up here in my little thing. They were like, yeah, hey, I remember you. How you doing, buddy? Like they had some humor to them. And then Penguin or Oz, he was... So funny because he was like he he's I don't he was, is he a mob boss too or is he he's like he's like kind of like a lower level enforcer like he's not he doesn't have his own I know guys like he's under Falcone but he's like he, yeah he's under Falcone but he he runs like the club and stuff so he's yeah. kind of just like a, a middle middle man as far uh, as like yeah. power he was he was really good I I enjoyed his character because he was not serious about anything he's like look i run drugs what do you what do you want me to say what do you want me to do i love that he caught them on the spanish thing where he was like yeah he was like i'm sorry am i the only one here who knows proper spanish like what is this he's like you're a genius but you don't know the difference between l rat and la rat like um 
I also like that they left him tied up so he wobbled like a penguin. Yeah, he waddled. He actually had the like, <laughs> so I was like, ah, I like that. Um, I like that he wasn't, he like did, he made a deal about uh, with the drugs right in front of Batman because he knew he wasn't here for that. That Batman wasn't going to be like. Well, that he also wasn't scared of him. You know, that's the best thing because I always say like because it's a rat, it's a penguin and a bat. Like, how are you going to be like so threatening? You're a bat and I'm a penguin. Like, dude, we both have ridiculous names. Going well, on. I just mean in the sense of like I've always said like out of all the the main, the like main Batman villains, all of them are pretty much crazy except Penguin. Penguin's just a criminal. Everybody else has like mental issues, but Penguin is just a normal guy. And even he's still like, I don't care about Batman, dude. I'm still going to do what I want to do. I'm not scared of him. Batman knows exactly what he's doing. He's run drugs in front of Batman. And Batman's like, whatever, I'm here for something else. So I I like that they've kind of laid the groundwork for that, where it's like, no, no, no. Penguin does not fear the Batman. Like he will continue to do crime. Does he have another cutesy relationship with him too? No. For sure, because they had they had some sweet moments. Uh, although in this movie, though, I do like that Penguin is just like Batman. Hey. Yeah, you like so he's like, oh, you beat up my man. Come on, you don't beat up my guy. That's guys. not nice. Like, come on, he's dude. like, come on, let's let's talk, let's go. He so like offers like, him a drink and everything. He's like, do you want to sit down? Are you good? Are you comfortable? Yeah, <laughs> I thought that was very cool. I was like, that's 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 funny. You know, that's that's good hospitality. That's good host. You know, he was like, are you comfortable? Let's go to an area where it's, you know, we can talk. You don't have to be around all these noises and stuff. Um, thinking of the villains, because he's like in it, but he's not the main villain. Riddler in this movie is so interesting. I love their version of Riddler. It scared the hell out of me when like the movie starts and the Riddler is in the like mayor's house and you don't see him until like the mayor moves and then he's just this figure yeah, standing in the darkness. And I was like, holy, <laughs> well, how long have you been there? <laughs> and then he continues to stand there for like a long time while the mayor's just pacing. And I was like, dude, turn I, around. I will say they should have not had the duct tape at the beginning where it was. Because it almost looked like he was unbuckling his pants for a second. It did, yeah. Because he, 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 like, he hit him over the head. He like straddled him from behind. And then he goes straight for his like belt area. I'm like, oh, what kind of movie is this getting into? I know they said it was like dark and grimy, like even more so. They, but I'm like, this better not I mean, be what I'm They dropped like, their first F-bomb in this movie like immediately, like in the first 15 minutes. Where was it? Uh, the police commissioner comes in and he i think he says like effing vigilante or something to batman or something like that i don't recall that but yeah i just was like uh maybe that's not the best place to keep your tape (laughs) um also that was another thing i was like oh yeah this guy has no like instinct or survival instinct because the joker literally screams before he comes at him and the guy does the riddler the riddler sorry the riddler does it and the guy doesn't turn around or anything. He get, still gets the drop on him from behind. And it's like, did you not hear the footsteps? Did you not hear the, like, and he was breathing heavily during the entire movie that the Riddler was a heavy breather. How do you not hear somebody breathing that heavily in a quiet, quiet ass room? Like, that was all wooden. That t- place probably had really good acoustics, too. Yeah, it did. They, I will say <laughs> Gotham looks like it'd be a great place to be a singer because the archways and, like, the whole, all the buildings look like they would have beautiful acoustics. Hey, we got Black, black Canaries somewhere, probably. Oh, they should bring them up. That'd be a lovely, I think that would be a lovely um, 
Although she, no, she does a scream too. Can she sing? Uh, it depends on who's writing her. Sometimes she's a singer. Sometimes she's just a bar owner. And she might go singer. I think the place would have, I think a singer would be lovely in Gotham. But they did, uh, they did make her singer in the Birds of Prey movie. Although this, this is yet another DC project that takes place in its own universe. It does not take place in the DC EU. Yeah, that's gonna like thing. Also, what is with, I, is DC, now that you're a DC person, I guess I can directly ask, <laughs> what is with the Batman, the Suicide Squad? Are we going to get the Superman? I, mean, I can't answer Are that. Are we going to get, like, what is with the, is offices. it just that they're like, <laughs> all right, you know what, we're going to scrap everything and start, like, new with the, and, like, that'll work out a lot better. Because, I, listen, you know, I'm, I, I'm in a workshop for DC. I don't actually work for them, so <laughs> I, I can't tell you. are involved now. Um, but no. I, I think like, uh, but that's more of a reference to, um, there, I'm not sure if there have been comics called the Batman. There was a cartoon, um, when they wanted to reboot and have like a new cartoon for modern day kids, um, after the Batman animated series, the 91 like they're, they're, ended. They're all like modern day, but they're still dressed in like they're in the fifties. This is the first time I've ever really seen a Batman where they're wearing, Oh no, the Batman, it was clearly in the 2000s. Like the way they dressed, the way the buildings were, everything. The buildings were that cartoon. Yeah. Um, Because the Batman animated series was the one that was kind of time displaced. You weren't quite sure what time period it took took place in. The Batman was like, no, it's the 2000s. Yeah. They have cell phones and everything. They have like (laughs) iPhones. You can live stream your murders. Um,. Uh, the, so, jo- the Riddler had fucking followers. Oh, no, I mean the cartoon, the Oh, Batman. you're talking about the cartoon. There was a cartoon was like, literally called The Batman. Um, so I think maybe that might be where they got the title from for this movie is The Batman. Because um, he's supposed to be kind of like a mythic figure. Like, especially... Mythic figure? He's fucking everywhere. He's constantly like... In in everybody's face all the time to make it up like a point to be in everybody's face. So I that, mean, like, in the sense, later on, you know, I might come back, which is also just I like mean, in childish. The sense that you know, like he was saying in the beginning of the movie, like they like you have criminals scared of the dark because they think Batman's in there, regardless of if he is or isn't. Like the, he's created a mythos about himself that like criminals know, like oh snap, the bat signals out. Are there dark shadows? Oh, there's a one right over there. I need to get out of here. Like, like that's so, kind of, that what I mean, that's what I mean by mythic figure so, in, the, in the sense that they almost think he's everywhere, but the reality is he's only one man. So he can only be bat, one place the at The Batman once. problem could easily be fixed with new light bulbs. <laughs> if maybe the mob bosses are like, all right, we need to take out Batman. Well, the bullets aren't working and, you know, he's got like a nice armored car now. So fire doesn't work. I got it. Let's just put every good light bulb. Let's get some LEDs like here and there and those places we can't like fucking black lights. Okay, there's going to be shadows somewhere. You cannot light the entire city up to the point where you'll never not see Batman coming. Just enough. Yeah, you can. Also, you're not going to put out the like you're not going to. Don't put out those like yellowy lights. You're not going to undo nighttime. You can. When, which it's dark. If you get like those like bright white light bulbs, yeah, you can. And also, those, I have one in my apartment. Batman's established so a precedent bright. where if he has lights, he knows how to just, he'll either throw a batarang and like knock out the lights or just cut the power. Yeah, but if he and now you're in the dark but anyway. But he doesn't have a shadow to sneak around in to like get through. You can clearly see, I Batman, I see you going 
for your boomerang. Like, I know what you're planning. I'm very now aware no, what's happening. Don't. No, you don't. Watch this. I'm just saying. Falcon, <laughs> like, all of them could easily take out Batman by just investing in, like, city lights. I mean, you're already in, okay, you're already in bed with the politicians. You're already in bed with the politicians. Just be like, hey, I will give you more money if you just, at least on my streets, put in these LED light bulbs. I got Tax Batman on my corner. be down for that. That's too much money to dive into that. taxpayers don't know shit. Another thing about Gotham is they clearly don't know where their money's going. <laughs> and then they're like, what? <laughs> it was a corrupt system? Like the other 10 mayors that we've had? That we literally know that Gotham is one of the dirtiest and crime-filled cities. I'll have you know Wayne was what? not a dirty uh, mayor. He would have been a great mayor. He would have been. Yeah, if he didn't play dirty beforehand, he went to Falcone. Why? Because his wife had a mental illness. That was it. Martha had. They were Martha saying- was mentally ill. She came from a family, but this would ruin her image. So let's let me get involved with a mod bo- mob boss. During a political run for mayor, and while I have a child, you know, because nothing can go wrong getting involved with mob bosses, this will be clear and simple, especially such a well-known mob boss, too, that has a high reputation. This will be easy bunny. This will be simple. He'll just scare the reporter. That's fine. But that's his own fault. (laughs) All right. The fuck getting involved with a mob boss. That's true. At this point, it's the Wayne's own fault that they died. He left his son an orphan because he was an idiot. And also, you're going to tell me you're going with like diamonds around your neck through an alleyway? Pearls. She got a (laughs) diamond on her somewhere. All right. Who leaves an opera through a back alley? Mm -mm. Uh, I did. I did. I thought they were going to go with the Long Halloweens uh, because that that storyline comes from Long Halloween where Falcone shows up. Uh, Falcone's dad shows up with him, uh, you know, Carmine Falcone, uh, as uh, a child, and he's been shot, and he brings him to the Waynes because uh, Thomas Wayne's a doctor, and is uh, and Thomas Wayne stitches him up because he's like, I have a Hippocratic oath to uh, save lives. That's the only reason I'm going to save you. It's not because I respect what you do, and he does. And so, in um, out of respect, the Falcones never like it's established the falcons are like hey we look out for the waynes when they're on our turf like we do not rob them we do not cause them any trouble like so when when wayne stitched them up he still knew who he was and like what he had done and what he's capable of yeah thomas and i I get why he stitched them up fine honor respect hippocratic oath whatever some people have morals i get that then you're all surprised when you go back to him and be like, ah, you overstep boundaries. What? No, the, that no sense. that's a new thing for the, for the movie. Because in The Long Halloween, I don't think he asked, like the uh, reporter thing isn't a thing. That's because the character of, um, I think it's Thomas Elliot. I, I might be mistaken. But um, that's another Batman villain is that it was this other rich kid Bruce Wayne used to hang out with. And he had rich parents who were friends with Thomas. Uh, the Elliots were friends with the Waynes. And uh, so that's what the reference of, I think they call him Thomas Elliot or something Elliot in this movie. They do call him something Elliot. And uh, and so that's, they're trying to mix those two stories together. In The Long Halloween, that's not an issue. But Carmine Falcone does imply that him and Thomas Wayne were like working together. But come to find out... To, Thomas Wayne and him would never work together. It's just that one incident. And then Carmine Falcone respected that 
and just never mess with. Well, it was Thomas a life Wayne. debt until like right. You saved um, my and life. then they were gunned down by a mysterious figure, but Carmine had nothing to do with it. In this, there's they kind of were like, no, maybe, no, who knows? No, Falcone implies that it was the other guy, and then Alfred implies that it was Falcone, and then just yeah, that whole like, oh, it's a mystery. Um, I will say, I did you. I feel like you may have enjoyed it a little more than me. Because one, I was shit talking the movie a lot. Um, <laughs> I, like I said, I did end up, I did end up enjoying it a lot more than I anticipated. Even my Apple Watch called me out and was like, "Hey, your heart rate's up. You're getting into it." I was like, "Fuck, all right." I, I um, enjoyed this movie, yeah. Thoroughly. But did you enjoy like because because I I know that like when we talked about like Bel Air, I kept getting pulled out of the show because of every single reference that was in there, and it was like. Okay, can we just move on with the plot? Why does everything have to be like, hey, I know that. Did it like mess with the story at all for you? Or you just kind of, did you enjoy the lore more than uh, I, it I, pulled you out of the story? I enjoyed it because I feel like they did a great job of like having it balance out. Because like the main plot is an original plot. It's, you know, this story with Riddler that is very specific to this movie. But as far as like the lore stuff, that's like extra flavor that I, I think was really neat for them to throw in there as like reference material, but it's nothing that takes you out of the movie because it's not the point of the movie. They don't do it. And especially because it, it um, comes up in the story. They don't have Selena say, he's my dad and then never do anything with it. Like it's a storyline for Selena yeah. and her own thing going on. Even the stuff with Thomas Elliot, while it is a reference to something that's happened in the comics, it, helps it leads to the story point of thomas wayne or uh, bruce wayne second guessing his parents motives and if they were just like these good people that he always thought they were so i like that all the references help to enhance the story they're not pauses from the story to just be like hey remember this batman comic that you like check it out so i, I think it was really well weaved together um I think it's also weird when people idolize their parents like that. Like Batman's got a lot of issues. Um, also, I, real quick, I'm sorry. Uh, I like because I we were, I'm sure we're running long, yeah. but it's only because we don't have the clock on us, so we we don't have Jonathan. Yeah, he we don't have Jonathan. Like, he usually is the one that kind of controls us a little more. Um, we but, need him sometimes. <laughs> uh, just real quick, I also want to give a uh, you know mention Jeffrey Wright as Commissioner Gordon. I think he's great as Commissioner Gordon. Oh, um, yeah, no, I liked him a lot. He fits so well. And their relationship, the relationship between him and Batman is great in this movie. I love that they are just like partners and, and really good partners at that. Like they work together very well. I like that he doesn't necessarily get angry over not knowing Batman's identity. He's like, you don't even trust me like that. He's like, I don't even know who you are, dude. Like, stop trying to, like, Bruce Wayne was trying to be like, oh, I know you. He's like, well, I don't know you. So how do you know you know me? So shut up. <laughs> You know, and then I, I, I love the scene. I love it's so funny how much trust they have in Gordon because they left him with Batman in like it wasn't really a, it was more of an interrogation room. Like there's like 50 cops all around holding down Batman. And then he's like, let me talk to him. They're all like, OK, yeah, you're like homies with him. That's fine. And then the way they're whispering to each other was just like I it was so funny. Because he's like, you have to knock it off. Like, there's eyes on us. Like, calm down. You can't go around punching people like that when you're literally surrounded. He's like, ah, they were trying to take my mask off. It's like, I don't care. You have to get out of here. You think this is helping? <laughs> so I do like that. Like, Gordon was like, 
knock it off, grow up. Um, and that did help. Uh, I think, I think, yeah, Commissioner Gordon. Uh, well, I'm sorry, what was his name again? Uh, Jeffrey Wright. Jeffrey Wright. Yeah, no, he did a very good job. He played well into it. He didn't like. He wasn't brooding like I've seen a lot of Commissioner Gordons. Like I used to watch the show Gotham mm-hmm. on um, Fox. I really enjoyed it for the first like two seasons, and then then it got a little like, all right, this is a lot because <laughs> they stopped focusing so much on. Go- it's originally supposed to be about Commissioner Gordon, and then it went on to be more about the Batman. And I was like, eh. Um, he had a playfulness to him. This Commissioner Gordon, Gordon uh, Jeffrey Wright did, and I enjoyed that because. That is kind of like what season Gotham was, where he had the humility. He was very human-like, and he was just like, yeah, this is my buddy. I trust him more than I trust you all, because he's proven himself. But, like, I still don't know who he is, but, like, I know he's going to help out in the end. Mm -hmm. And then eventually, of course, he turned into, like, I don't trust you because you don't tell me anything. And he gets angry throughout the seasons. And then all the other Commissioner Gordons I have seen are, like, have this like I want you to help me but I also need to know all the truth about everything this one's just like look knock it off you don't want to tell me your identity fine but we have other things to handle you need to get your mindset alright just punch me and go <laughs> he's like you're just gonna punch me and then run away it's fine yeah I liked Commissioner Gordon a lot I think he is a great partner to Batman and I think their dynamic is awesome uh I also like. I also forgot. I didn't actually talk about my what I thought about Zoe Kravitz and Selena Kyle. But um, real quick, uh, she's great. Uh, <laughs> I love her physicality. I love her motion. Um, I think she has the attitude. Like she definitely has the like, you know, sexy suave uh, attitude that Selena Kyle has. But when it comes to like getting things done, like she's very great at just snapping off the charm and just being serious yeah. when she needs to be. Um, she was, and, and also her story was very emotional, and you could tell that Zoe Kravitz was really into wanting to tell that story, and uh, so it's it's great. So, and also it's nice to finally have, well, I mean, not finally have, but have like a Catwoman of color we can get behind. Because I'm sorry, Halle Berry, but <laughs> but it, it, you just weren't getting it, and Eartha Kitt. Uh, its version of Catwoman. Careful. Uh, was tread lightly. Her no, her her portrayal's great. It's just the thing of like that show is not like your stereotypical Batman. So this is like the first like average, like you know, real deal Batman movie they, where we get a Catwoman of color, and I dig it. I love it. Um, I also say not enough credit is given to um Robert Patterson because. He ever like I was one of those people going in. I'm like, what the fuck is he doing as Batman? This is as bad as when they chose Ben Affleck. And I still stand by that comment. I like Ben Affleck. I don't as care Batman. what you like. You like the bat. You like Batman. All right. I do respect you, Jerome, but like, shut up. You like Batman. All right. Batman's cool. So I did like going making. Jo- Actually, I've gone in jokes making all the time. I make all the jokes all the time going into any Batman. But like, I was like, oh, Robert Patterson. Oh, no, like, he's very. Was yeah. against, but I was probably one of the few. There was a few people who were just like, he's been in better stuff. I've seen it. I think he can be yeah, a good I, Batman. I do have to watch The Lighthouse because I hear he's very good. Yeah, at it. Lighthouse, so, good time. He's a great actor. Yeah, but then again, you have said that. 
previously about many about other Batman. So it's like, eh, like you like, like the who? Batman. Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck is also good as Batman. <laughs> is he though? Yeah. Or are you like just it's like Stockholm syndrome? No, you I just have to like, like Batman, older... so you're just gonna like the actors who play Batman. I like his older Batman. I like a Batman who's just like I've been Batman for thirty years, and I'm kind of tired to be quite honest, but I'm still doing it. <laughs> I feel like Christian Bale. That should have been his Batman. Probably he's like old too. This one, Robert Patterson feels like an age appropriate Batman when playing like a just starting out. Yeah. And you can see it when also when it's the physical, you know, hits and stuff. He doesn't shy away from like, he's clearly sore. He can barely move or he's like hunched over because of a rough night. I did like that because Robert Patterson actually like with his lean form, he did have, he was muscular, but he had such a lean form, almost like a swimmer. Um, Showed like, yeah, when you have that type of form, you can bruise easily too. Mm -hmm. You may not get like complete damage like others would, but you do get a lot of bruising because you're more muscular and you have less fat on you. And I like that Robert Patterson playing the younger Batman, just starting out. He looks like he's about only two years in because he's still finding his footing. He still has this awkwardness to him where he's not ready to play the suave character yet. Mm -hmm. And it is because he went through all this trauma and just locked himself away, which unfortunately does, you know, that is a good representation of real trauma. You know, you either like do really risky things or you block out the world or, you know, you do all this stuff. And that I feel like that's a more that's a Batman I could believe is like, okay, I could see him turning into a vigilante. And then as you go more down this path, he's like, well, I also have to create a facade. That makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. So, again, I say, I think this Batman's realistic. Robert Patterson brings him to, you know, a point where I'm like, okay, I I don't dislike this Batman. So, he makes me not dislike this Batman. I won't say I I liked it. I refuse. I don't like Batman. (laughs) I like Robert Patterson as Bruce Wayne. I will say it that way. He's Batman the entire, almost the entire movie. He's barely Bruce Wayne. <laughs> I don't want to acknowledge that. See, you just in denial is what that's called. That's called denial. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, I have trauma too. That's denial. That's a thing we do. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, Robert Patterson should definitely get more credit for this film. Yeah. He did an amazing job. And I think yeah, it he does. hopefully he- leads to him getting more roles like this because I would love to see him, you know. I think they're in talks to make another him. another Batman movie after this. Like an, I hope another they keep him as Batman sequel with uh, uh with same director, same actors, everything. So I think well, I would love to see um Jeffrey Wright as Commissioner Gordon again. Yeah, their their chemistry was just great, and that ha- it felt like a real friendship. Like yeah, there's an underlining of distrust, but like I know you're gonna you want to help this. They both knew they wanted to help the city. And like Commissioner Gordon gave the vibe of like, I know you won't go too far. You may beat the shit out of a man, but you're not a murderer in the end. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I think them two, if anything, if they got to replace all cast, except for the Penguin. I did like the Penguin. The Penguin, Batman, and Commissioner Gordon. I think those three actors should stay in their roles for a longer time because they fit perfectly. They did such a great job. Yeah. I, um... Before we go, I did want to mention one last thing, and it's mostly just the cinematography of this movie. Oh, yeah. 
is on point. I love all the cinematography in this film. My favorite shot being uh, a lot of just great silhouette stuff with Batman, but also the ending shot when he has the flare and he's walking away in the water and all the people leading behind him are his cape. Like they fold out kind of like a cape would in the, in the water. And I love that. I thought that was so awesome and sent the message that, uh, I mean, we have the narration later after that where Batman says like, I need to be a hope, a beacon of hope for the city. But I'm like, that shot was, I am the beacon of hope and the city is behind me. And you know, it, it didn't need no dialogue. Um, and it was beautiful. I thought that was amazing. Um, so I love this. I just wanted to mention that real quick because the cinematography in this film is spot on. I also, I did like that even though the film was low lighting and dark because it's Batman, there was never anything that was too dark you couldn't see or make out. Mm -hmm. Like everything was clearly visible because I do have really bad eyesight. I'm not like a bat. I wish I was, I could have sonic hearing, but like I have really, (laughs) really shitty eyesight. And sometimes with movies, I can't see anything. They make them too dark. And this one was actually, they did a perfect balance where it looks dark but i can still see the silhouettes i can still see everything Mm -hmm. i don't feel like i need to like turn up the brightness on anything so this was like really well done with their lighting and they kept so good when especially with the fluid movements lighting never drops so i do appreciate that yeah um so uh i would say like give a final wrap up but i feel like we've been talking for so long already so just like what is your grade (laughs) and let's just keep it at that Ah. (laughs) For this film. You go first. Oh. Uh, my grade for this movie is definitely uh, an A+. Um, I did mention that one criticism that he, Robert Pattinson is kind of like brooding Bruce Wayne. But I think he made some good points that uh, he because he's so new, maybe he hasn't even gotten to that part of his uh, yeah. role of Batman that he's made the facade yet. Maybe right now it's still just like an idea. Like he's still kind of figuring it out um and i like that idea um so but overall this is an a plus movie for me i love all the action i love the storytelling all the uh portrayals of everybody is great the cinematography is on point and it's just a great film i highly recommend it if especially if you're a batman fan you'll love it i don't want to admit this but i do have to give it an a um (laughs) It hurts. It physically hurts me to do so. Shut up. Because, yeah, no, Robert Patterson did such an amazing job. And, like, you know, talking to you about the lore and knowing that end of that, they did it so well, it didn't pull you out. Make you go like, hey, that's a reference. It was it was done well enough that even there was a couple times where I'm like, I feel like they're referencing something. And I was like, this is from the comics. It has such a comic vibe to it. Um, they chose amazing actors like Colin Farrell playing the penguin. I didn't even know it was him at all. Um, and I got so into the movie. Like I said, my watch called me out for it. I was, you know, paying so much attention. Um, the, it got into, you know, the sentimental thing that I couldn't really connect with, but that was a personal thing, but it had the sweet moments. It had these lighthearted moments that didn't feel out of place, Mm -hmm. which happens a lot where they're trying to do the comedy relief or they're trying to just, you know, give him like, you know, the personality, but they don't know how to do it. So they're like, oh, he's being funny right here out of nowhere. Um, Robert Patterson just has the dry humor for Batman, which I did enjoy in the cartoons when I was younger, Mm -hmm. where he would just say little quips. It was like, huh, 
Famine's kind of funny. <laughs> so I will. I did say I love that. I love. Uh, wh- who's the actor that plays Alfred? Um, What's Andy Circus. I I called him Gollum during the movie. <laughs> I mean, he does play Gollum. I know he does, and that's like I love <laughs> Lord of the Rings. Um, so I all the actors were shown so well. Um, Zoe Kravitz, you know, her flu- the fluid motion she did when fighting was amazing. You can tell she had trained so much to do that because it was like flawless. It was like water her mm. movement. Um, I can't really other than it being Batman. I can't find any personal criticism towards this movie. It was well done. It was well thought out. And moving forward, DC needs to think about their films like this. They need to do more films like this because it was actually like, you can tell that there was a lot of thought into it. It was well thought out. There was no, you know, there wasn't just any moments that just took you out. Like, oh, yeah, I get it. Like, whatever. This had such a good pace, even though it was three hours long. Yeah. And you felt the three hours. You did. You still enjoyed it. Yeah. You were like, I know this is like, we're hitting like the two hour mark. We I had to be. pee at hour two oh, and I sat there like, and both just of like us were it. like jittering. <laughs> the fact that I was willing to hold my pee. Usually I'm just like, ah, screw it. I'll miss the scene and ask you about it later. Uh, I wanted to stay for the whole three hours. And that's big for me because I don't even usually do that with like 90 minute film. So. I do have to give this movie an A reluctantly because <laughs> it, it was a good movie. It was just simply that. It was a great movie and I think people should see it. You know, it's fortunately, yeah, I'm giving Batman an A. I knew it. See? <laughs> Shut up. Do your sign off. Where can we find you? Yeah. <laughs> you can find me at Not Jerome Rent. On Instagram as well as at uh, RoboZoo Media and at Jerome underscore the underscore show to see other things I'm doing also on Instagram as well. Alex, where can people find you? I am Alex and nobody on Instagram and on TikTok. Uh, you can also find the TikTok account of the first ones to die, where I post little clips like this. I'll probably post Jerome laughing at me as I struggle <laughs> through that. Uh, the first ones to die you can also find that on instagram twitter all the social media and like we said our youtube where you can see uh videos of our podcast book reviews mini reviews we recently just did one about peacemaker yep that'll be going up uh at least by saturday morning yeah so or that, this past saturday by the time this goes up yeah but <laughs> we're talking from the future uh anyway um first ones to die at gmail.com is also a great place to email us give us suggestions you know let us know why i should like the batman when i still stand by i hate him um (laughs) but just you know let us know maybe think of something we can review we do like doing old movies too i always find those fun so always hit us up and you know subscribe and rate us five stars yep uh so comment below if you have seen the batman did you like it did you not like it if you didn't like it, why? If you did like it, why? Uh, and what DC projects are you excited to see now that the Batman's out? And do you hope to see? I mean, heck, they've done a Peacemaker show. So at this point, nothing's off limits. <laughs> like anything's possible. Um, so, you know, comment below and, and uh, talk to us. But other than that, thanks for watching or listening. Uh, we hope to see you for the next one. What are we doing next week? Do we have I don't a plan? Know <laughs> Dude, I just had a long waker. <laughs> well, we're going to be back to talk about something. And we'll have uh, Jonathan with and us. And we'll have Jonathan with us. Uh, not in guitar form, hopefully. Uh, <laughs> so, All right. uh, take care, everybody. See you for the next one. Bye. Bye.